Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. One word. That I'm supposed to come up with? No, just one word. Hmm. Wisconsin. Oh, you're still mad about that? Are you kidding me? And you're going to watch them again on Saturday? Yes. You know what? All of you people out there who, I'm not watching anymore. You know how many people I've talked to this week? They're a like, oh, I, turn, I, I turned the game off. It was just bothering me that much. I know. Are you lot. kidding me? The only reason I won't be watching is because I'll probably be cleaning our house. Don't sidetrack us. Wisconsin. Technically, oh, we had the same record. Annihilated. Year's not over. I know I am the perpetual optimist. It's either going to be a rough year or it's going to turn around. I vote turn around. On the side note, Eastern Michigan, for the first time possibly ever, is right now looking like possibly the very best college football team in the state of Michigan. We're 3-1, and one, and we have just as many wins over Big Ten opponents as Michigan State. Fact. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common-sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael and his firm, Legacy Financial Network, to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet Magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. So, we're not here to talk about football, but I was reminded by one of the station directors that we are on a sports station. Michigan football's not doing so well right well, now. Hold on a minute. Back up the gravy train. <laughs> Let's not throw the towel in just and yet. And our oldest broke his hand playing football. Is that enough sports for you? Enough sports for me. What was Michigan's record the year before Harbaugh took over? I don't think it was 0-16, and 16, but it was pretty close. 5-7. and seven. 0 and 16, 5 and 7. I mean, I'll Close. give you that. It was a bad 5 and 7. <laughs> First year comes in, wins 10 games. I think he's averaging something like nine and a half wins. You have to remember after the Lloyd Carr era, how bad was Michigan football? Rich Rod. Oh. You know, there's actually an argument. I didn't read the whole book, I read the free excerpt available on Amazon. Mm hmm. But it's that writer who writes a lot about Michigan football. Okay. I, I don't know who that is, but okay. I don't either. I just thought everyone else did. <laughs> Okie dokie. The obscure guy in the corner that writes about Michigan football. But he talked about how, you know, A, Rich Rod's years were improving. But when he came in that Lloyd Carr gave a buy or like a sign off, whatever you call it, he gave like for transfers where they were 
immediately eligible and signed off anybody who wanted to leave, which is unprecedented. Right. And was so Richard came in with right after nothing. Lloyd Carr? Or was yes, there another one? Right There's after. another one in there too, isn't there? Nope. It was Hoke after Richrod. But Richrod got better every year, which to be fair, you couldn't go worse. He won, I think, three games his first year. We lost to Toledo. I remember I was in the stands when Eastern Michigan, if you haven't put two and two together, I played baseball at Eastern Michigan. Yes. And when we played University of Michigan at Michigan, of course, it's not like they were coming into the Ipsy Bowl, right? And we were down by a touchdown going into the second half. And we, maybe it was two, but it was a close game. Doesn't matter. It shouldn't have been that close. Continue. We led off the second half, the third quarter. We kicked off. We did it with an onside kick and we recovered. I'm going to tell you, I was more conflicted in that moment than, oh, uh, why could it? Bruce Jenner. You really want to go there? Why not? Okay. Is that wrong? No. That? I don't think Bruce Jenner's can. Oh, he was conflicted for a long anymore. time. Am I Caitlin? Am I Bruce? Bruce, Caitlin, Caitlin, Bruce, Bruce, Caitlin. Anyway, I think he's figured it out. She, he. she's figured it out. Is it she? Yes, Caitlin Jenner. If she still has he in it, is it not still a he? I don't know, but we're not getting into that discussion because we're not. <sighs> you shouldn't have taken us down this road. Me, you. really, I did not. You're the one that brought up Bruce Jenner. But everyone should be proud. We just talked about not only football, old football, and Olympic sports. Yes. Mm -hmm. Touched on a few things. Sports radio. So you sent me an article. What was it? I don't remember the title, but it has to do with the new tax plan that Bernie Sanders wants to roll out. So, and as you can tell from the tone of my voice, not so good. So you're, a, you're in favor of it? No, absolutely not. No? No. Why? Are you a billionaire? Are you holding out on me? No, I am not a billionaire, but it's not going to do what they say it's going to do. What do you mean? Well, first, tell everybody. We got a couple minutes before our first break. Tell us what he wants to do. He basically wants to cut billionaires' wealth in half, is the summary. Didn't he? Over like a 15-year time period. Didn't he come out and say that he believes that there shouldn't be billionaires at all? Yes. Now, do correct. you do you know full disclosure? Full disclosure. How many billionaires are in your family? Zero. Hmm. Darn it. Things that would have been helpful to know before I married you. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> How many billionaires do you know? Zero. Huh. So you have no conflict of interest. You don't know no. any billionaires that you're protecting with your cronies. Why are you getting mad at me? I, I don't know. I thought I was being animated. No, I don't know any billionaires. I probably will never know any billionaires in my entire life. My issue with this is you want to take somebody, because quite a few of them have built something out of nothing. Jeff Bezos, Rich Bron Branson. You almost said Rich Rod again, didn't no, you? No, I almost said Rich Bronson, but it's Branson. Oh, yeah, Branson. Um, what's his Facebook, dude? Zuckerberg. All of these people... Kylie Jenner, even though I don't like her. What? Kylie Jenner is no. a billionaire. Nope. Yes, she is. Wrong. She was on the cover of Forbes, self-made billionaire. Self-made liar. She's a billionaire. What? You want to take these people and they all started something from nothing with not a whole lot of money and tell them basically, you're I, basically squashing work ethic and design ethic and people who want to work and start something from the ground up. I've switched my opinion. Kylie Jenner's a billionaire? Yes. Take it all. <laughs> but that is my beef with it. You want to take these people who worked their tails off, 
started something from the ground up, some of them from their garages, and tell them they have to take half of what they made and half of their blood, sweat, and tears and give it away. Before we take a break, and I know it sounds like we just started, but that's because you got us on this, you know, tangent about Bruce Jenner. Mm-hmm. If somebody says that this is what everybody else should do, should they be following that advice too? Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. How? Uh, I bet you there's a lot of Bernie Sanders supporters. Well, maybe not, thinking of the stations we're on. But I know the demographics that they pulled from Google and all these other magical sources tell us that we've got a lot of millennial listeners for some reason. We have our time. And they all really like Bernie. Making fun of millennials. I don't get it. We get, we get like two people. Over 55 and younger than 35. I don't know why, but that's who in the middle. That's they're cool. like, not going to listen to you. We like you all. Yeah. It's fun. But hmm, Bernie, the savior of millennials, which we are. So this is called self-deprecation. Does he follow that? He says that if you make more money, you should pay more money. You should support. You put it earlier when we were doing our show prep. You said he says that you should support what? I thought you said like those who couldn't support themselves. Yeah, kind of Hmm. like give them part of your wealth because they need it. So does he do that? We'll see when we come back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to GRMusicLessons.com. That's GRMusicLessons.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the second segment of Fireproof Your Finances. Before we get back into our good friend Bernie's tax plan, just like to take a shout out to our good friends at Global. Yeah, they've been great. Yeah. So apparently, they can't believe you let me drive your car without any brakes. It had some brakes, three millimeters worth. I saw the report. That went from working fine to. Oh, yeah. They almost didn't let me drive home yesterday because they had to, you know, get the brakes in. They didn't have them. And they were like, we'll give you a ride. I said, well, I have to pick kids up from school. How far away do you live? Muskegon. We can still give you a ride. I was like, no. Then the mechanic came out. He goes, well, it's not a death trap yet. That went from good to mean sounding faster than you when your dinner's gone. I'm usually happy after dinner because I've eaten food. Faster than you when the kids get up. That is a valid point. But anyway, shout out to our friends at Global. Thank you for fixing Mike's car. Do a fantastic job if you have an opportunity to go see him. Go see him. Otherwise, don't go see him. But. (laughs) Okay. Back to Bernie. Remember, you can also. Oh, yes. Connect with us. Tweet us. Yell at us because some of you will at Fireproof Show on Twitter.com. Yes. It's this thing called the Internet. Mike doesn't use it that much, but we'll work on that. Eh, we, we use it a fair amount. Eh, I mean, it's in sometimes. perspective. As but. for other millennials, no. As for somebody 60, yes. Fantastic. All right. So back to Bernie. Okay. So how is our old friend? Let's check into one of his, what do you call this? Rally. <laughs> I don't know why I like that. I don't know why either. So my point was before the break, if you tell everybody as your wealth exponentially increases that you should exponentially increase your taxes, correct? Is that not his 
his, um, I don't know, his, his MO. plan. Yes, his plan. that's his plan. And his idea, according to the couple of articles that we skimmed over, is that you cut, if you cut billionaires' wealth in half, and this is over a 15-year time frame, you're going to be able to introduce trillions of dollars into the system. Right, but I struggle with the trillions of dollars number. Correct. I struggle with that number because the math just doesn't seem to add up. Right. And this isn't the first time. I wrote an article here a few months ago. Um, we've joked about how it was first submitted to Forbes and they said it was too political. But it got published by, I think it was Insurance News Net Magazine. You can find it online. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. Just Google my name. <laughs> just Google me. <laughs> not Google. Google. Two Gs. But the point was, you know, when Bernie Sanders came out with a plan for free college, did you know, I guess you do, did you know, if you're listening, did you know his plan did not assume, didn't account for, didn't factor in that one, that at least one singular student who goes to Hope or would go to Hope might go to MSU because MSU would be free. Right. Not one student from Calvin. Yeah, I don't take sides. I do. Why would you bring them up? Might go to MSU if MSU was free. Correct. Not one student from Aquinas might go to U of M because U of M was free. Not a single student who's in private education might go to public. So when he gave you a cost estimate, he didn't even factor in one student out of 50 states might possibly go from private to public. Right. His plan, his assumption, his estimate for the cost didn't assume that one person who is lower income, who wasn't currently enrolled, who said, you know what? College education might be my path to prosperity. That higher levels of education are known to translate into higher levels of income that not one person who didn't plan on going to college might do so. Right. Not one kid who went private would go public. Not one person who was uh, a low low taxpayer might suddenly go. Right. So there's a big flaw in that math right there. I could stop right there and just ask a simple question. If you were building a plan at estimated cost, and you were responsible for that cost. Would you assume that maybe one student from a private school would go to public when public became free? Yes. If McDonald's became free. I'm serious. If McDonald's was free. To everyone. As much food as you wanted to eat. Would you not assume that some people who pick Burger King over McDonald's would suddenly go to McDonald's because it was free. Yes. Would some of the fourth meal Taco Bell people, I think I called it Taco Bell, but Taco Taco Bell, would they suddenly go to McDonald's because it was free? Yes. Can you honestly tell me that you trust his math then? No. So he talks about how this plan to eliminate billionaires, that billionaires shouldn't exist. And full disclosure, you got to ask me now. I asked you, do you... Do you know any billionaires? No. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> You're looking at me like, where is she going with this? I'm not. I just... No, I don't. 
I don't have any in my family. I don't have any aspirations. I don't I don't have this belief that that will someday be our net worth. And I don't have that aspiration. Right. And let me just be clear. I'm not on the quote unquote billionaire side. I'm indifferent. I don't like. Well, you might be. Jeff Bezos is getting a divorce. Money hungry. No, I don't. No, no. Like, and quite frankly, I don't even really like Zuckerberg that much. No. Like, I don't care for him. But at the same time, he started something from nothing and built it into what it is. Why are you going to? Least favorite billionaire on three. One, two, three. Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> so, you know, like, I am but, indifferent to these people. Let, let, let me bring this up, though. So here's an article from the New York Times. Now, if I had to say, does New York Times lean left or lean right? Left. Which one's Democrat? Left. Okay, so it leans Democrat. <laughs> Good, bad, or indifferent. You know, some people have already turned the station. So if you're still with us, hey, thanks. So here's an article titled Bernie Sanders Wealth Tax. It's from September 24th this year. New York Times. Well, I technically NewYorkTimes.com, but I don't think that's any different. So Mr. Why did I start here? Mr. Bezos. Well, no, right here. Mr. Sayers and Zuckman. Okay. Mr. Sayers and Mr. Zuckman calculated how the Warren Sanders wealth tax would have affected the fortunes of the richest Americans had each been in effect since 1982. Overall, the economist found, I'm skipping ahead, the cumulative wealth of the top 15 richest Americans in 2018 Amounting to two or nine hundred and forty-three billion, using estimates from Forbes, would have been four thirty-four under the Warren plan and one ninety-six under Sanders. Even if you add those two numbers up together, that doesn't equal a trillion dollars. Nope. Not even, like barely half. Sanders' plan would save about seven fifty. And by the way, that's from nineteen eighty-two to twenty eighteen. Somehow, Bernie Sanders says that his tax is projected to raise, according to this article, NewYorkTimes.com, that his tax is projected to raise how much? $4.35 trillion over a decade. Yet the economist said... From 1982, which is 37 years. Oh, yeah. Well, technically 36 because it goes to 2018. Okay, fine. 36 years. Split in hairs, but go ahead. 196 billion. That's a far cry from 4.35 trillion. No, no, no. It would take the wealth from 943 to 196. Okay, fine. That's so that's still 750 a far cry. billion over three and a half decades. That's still not even a quarter of what he projected. No. Now, let's take our last break. And when we come back, we're going to, I'm going to bring the question one more time. Am I right? Is there any argument? That Bernie Sanders says that you should, as your wealth incrementally increases, as you become one of America's most wealthy people, that the amount you use to support those who can't support themselves should incrementally increase. If you make three times the amount, he's not saying you should pay three times the amount, is he? I believe so. Is he? Because... Actually, he's saying you should probably pay like six times the amount. Right, because he increases the percentage. Right. And if he believes that, should he follow his own beliefs? Yes. Bigger question, does he? We'll answer that when we come back. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. 
and they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon. Skegan first at united.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts. It's always a pleasure. I can't say enough how thankful we are that you're joining us today. Whether you're in your car, at your office, why are you at your office? Most of our shows air on Saturday. Get out of your office, get home. And I would just like to all tell you right now Mike sounds 5,000 times better than what he did two days ago. <laughs> I have had the death plague. Yes. It's probably a government spy that went ahead and put it on a doorknob that I touched. You're not that important. Don't, (laughs) don't go there. (laughs) But since this is going (laughs) to make you go off on a tangent, let's get into these tax returns. So remember, if you want to yell at us, find us at fireproof show on twitter.com. So a couple things. I I now know why Trump doesn't release his tax returns. Right, because somebody like you is going to pick them apart piece by piece. I'm going to tell you right now what we're going to go over here in one minute. Should end anyone's support of Bernie Sanders' tax plans? Yes. Of Bernie Sanders' socialist views. And I'm not saying these, these government programs that a lot of people... Mostly millennials seem to want are bad. I'm not going to step in that puddle because people are really emotional about it. Right. And that's not the point of this. The point of it is practice what you preach. If you believe in it, we should see it. So Bernie Sanders released his tax returns all the way to 09. I opened up the first one. You remember when I did this? Yes. I opened up 2016 first. And what was the first thing I noticed? That his wife's name is Jane O. Tell everyone I, that's the first one I opened and why. I'm like, oh, what is she, Jackie well, just, O now? Yes, that's exactly what he said. And he goes, I bet you if before he started running for president, it was just Jane on their tax return. Okay. He put 09 on there. Let me open it, right? Yes. Where is it? Oh, there it is. Jane. Just Jane. Sanders. Is it Jane O? No, it's just Jane. Oh, no way. It's just Jane. So anyway, let's get down to the numbers because like you're, you're running, running out of time. Sounds like you're running for president. It's Jane O. But before it was Jane. All right. Right. <laughs> oh, nine. What's his adjusted gross income? $314,742.39. And I go to his tax. Well, that's on the tax return. First page. I go to the itemized deductions. Mm-hmm. Now, let us pause. Are we judging his tithing or anything like that? No, it's not. That's not our place. That's We're using between, it from a purely math standpoint. It, that's between him and God, right? Yes. If he's doing what he should be doing, cool. I'm saying that Bernie Sanders says the more you make, 
the more you should give. And not if you make three times more, you should give three times more. That when you enter into a, a level of wealth, that's an incremental level that puts you at some of the wealthiest of Americans, some of the wealthiest of taxpayers, that you should give a big bulk. Right. Right? To support yeah. those who can't support themselves. How much did they gift in 2009 when they had 300 and what was it, did you say? 314,000, basically. How much did they gift? A total of... Oh, yeah. You're right. Total. $6,050. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's not the point yet. Don't nope. get lost on us yet, people. <sighs> Go to 2016. Yes. What's his adjusted gross income? $1.073 million. Per year? For that year. He made a million dollars in that year? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And how much did he give? $10,600. Wait a minute. No, no, no. That can't be right. No. I, I, got, I got that wrong, don't I? $10,600. His income went up three times. Right. Three times the amount. How much did his gifting go up by? One in like two times, three quarters. Make okay, not you even could call it not even two because he gave right. s- basically six. six grand the first time. Hmm. So the guy who tells the rest of us, and when he's the <laughs> the rest of us that we should be supporting this, that we should be supporting these programs, and as we make more, we should give larger amounts, not same percentages. But larger percentages, if we make three times the amount, we shouldn't pay three times more. We should pay like six times more. Right. Does he do that? No, Hmm. absolutely not. Hmm. Well, let's look at another year. Here's 2018. Uh Uh-huh. J-N-O, right? Yes. (laughs) I don't know why you find that so funny. Hey, he took a big cut to his income in 08. What's his income? $519,000. So that's still what, like almost two times what it was in 09? Correct. Yeah. Mm. And I think it was page nine on here. I don't know why I was out of order. but Yes, know. it was page nine. Let's see. Because you asked me to remember that earlier, and I didn't know why, but now I get it. Scrolling, scrolling. Mm. That's actually better. Yeah, that is better, because he gave 18950 So does that still follow his advice? No. Mm. I got to love people who say this is what you should do. You know, if you want to build total wealth, can you imagine this? Let's move off Bernie Sanders because we don't have a lot of time. Some of you listening like Dave Ramsey, and I'm actually not going to make fun of Dave Ramsey. If Dave came out, what does Dave tell everyone to do? Does he tell everyone to have debt or have no debt? Get rid of debt. If Dave said the, the path to prosperity is no debt, if you found out, which he doesn't, as far as I know, he won't talk to me for some reason. He doesn't like you. Maybe he's the one who poisoned me. Just going to throw it out there. He does not like you. I don't know why. Moving on. Oh, Wisconsin. Moving on. If you found out Dave Ramsey's 15,000 square foot house, if you found out that he had, I don't know, a $3 million mortgage on it, he was like, yeah, I don't think the interest is that big of a deal. Would it bug you? Yes. Do you think it'd bug most of his supporters? Yes. Do you think his supporters would be as, I don't know. Willing to follow him? Arguing in their beliefs that debt, all debt is bad, that if you play with debt, you'll get bit. No. Hmm. So what you say and what you believe matters how you support that up or how you back it up. Correct. So I was looking here. I'm trying to find it really quick. And here's an article from CNBC. Now, are they left-leaning or right-leaning? Left. And which one's Democratic? Left. Hmm. And this one talks about how much he's been making in book deals. Mm Mm-hmm. And it talks about how he's made 
I think it was, oh, God, I'm not finding the exact number, so I'll, I'll round down. Oh, here it is. 390,000 in book royalties in 18, 850 each year in 16 and 17. From books, 850,000. Hmm. And Jane, now she's referred to here as Jane. Sanders, not Jane O. But if you're wondering, Jane O is the same person. She got 106,000. So that's 500 plus 1.7. I don't know. I'm not that great at math, apparently, but that's like $2.2 million. They've got an estimated net worth of like $3 million, depending on where you look at it. And they've made $2 million over the last four years, three years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And yet their annual giving is less than 20000 Right. It doesn't really seem like the crusader for public injustice. It doesn't really seem like the person who says, when you make more, you've got a bigger responsibility to do more. I do believe that if you make more, if you've been given more, if you've been bestowed with more gifts than other people, is it not true that more is expected of you? Yes. But if you're going to point the finger at everybody else, you better turn that finger right back to yourself. Glass house. Don't throw rocks. Speaking of glass house, you can find ours on Twitter at fireproofshow.com. <laughs> On that note, that's a good place to end. I am losing my voice. It's awesome to be with you guys. It's truly our pleasure. I promise you that. Till next week, we are your hosts. This has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances. For more information, contact Michael J. Markey Jr. of Legacy Financial Network. Call toll-free at 855-LF-NETWORK or online at LegacyFinancialNetwork.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.